This is your wake-up call. Charlemagne the God. The realest show on the planet. This is why I respect this show because this is a voice to society. Changing the game. You guys are the, the coveted morning show, but y'all earn that. Impacting the culture. They wake up in the morning and they, they want to hear that breakfast club. The world's most dangerous morning show. Being a mother, being a Yo 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 Good morning, Angela Yee. Hey, good morning, DJ Envy. Charlamagne the God. Peace to the planet. It's Thursday. Yes, it's Thursday. I just want to thank you, Envy. I told Envy a lot of times I have packages sent to his house because there's no tax, and so I like to order things online, send it to him. And I had something important that I have to do. And I was like, Envy, when this package comes, please bring it in. Because he'll leave it at his house for like a month. I forget. And he really brought the package in. Yeah, I, I opened up the package and I see, I was like, what the heck did I order? And I look, I see all these skirts and dresses. I'm like, <laughs> I didn't order this stuff. You sure? And then I remember that Angela Yee ordered the package. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. It was very helpful. No problem. Now, um, what did you guys do yesterday? I see you had a busy day yesterday, Shala. Um, I mean, yeah, I had a regular day. I was up at the... Uh, Rock Nation offices for the press conference between uh, Jay-Z and Roger Goodell announcing the partnership between Rock Nation and the NFL. Mm-hmm. So that was uh, that was lively. We actually got some audio from that. I don't know why. I, see, I keep seeing pictures and I keep seeing like uh, transcripts of what was said in the meeting. And I'm like, Where, where's the audio? So somebody sent me some audio yesterday that we can we can play this morning. Okay. Now, I see, yeah. I see a lot of people are, uh, I would say, split between uh, Jay-Z and partnering with the NFL and some people are upset and say he didn't speak to Kaepernick. It's Well, that's life. I mean, in life, you're going to have, you know, you got to always remember the rule of 10. Three people going to like it, three people not going to like it, and four people just going to be on defense about it. Are they just going to be sitting back waiting to see what the popular opinion is? Mm-hmm. I know but, yesterday I was like, I'm sure Jay-Z spoke to Colin Kaepernick before he did this. I don't think well, I he, he did. He, he didn't speak to him before the he deal. Didn't, he but, didn't. I mean, I don't necessarily think he had to speak to him before the deal was done, but he did speak to him uh, at some point this week, I think before the deal was announced. But you know, if you work in the NFL, if you make a living in the NFL, if you want to play in the NFL, you should be happy you have someone in the NFL that is from your culture and that understands your interests at the table in the NFL to make sure things run smoothly. I don't see what the issue is. Yeah, I thought about it. And, I, and um, Jay-Z is not somebody that, that, that let us raw. Ever. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> he's always been somebody that's, that's helped the community, helped the culture. So if he's making a decision to do something, you have to know it's for good. And by the way, Jay Z don't need no money. He don't, so have, it's not to, about money. He don't have to do it. So <laughs> he, if, yeah, he doesn't if, need no money. If he's doing it, he's doing it because he thinks that he can make a change from the inside, which I don't have a problem with. Now, but, do, I, do I want Colin Kaepernick to have a job in the NFL? Absolutely. I would love to see Colin Kaepernick back on that field. But you guys are say I'm a Jay Z fan and everything that JD does, Jay Z does, I love. But Jay Z does, Jay Z does. I would love to see Colin Kaepernick <laughs> back on that field. But it comes a point in time where we got to ask ourselves. Do we want to see symbols of change or do we want actual change? I think Hove is trying to make actual change. And I don't think that you have to choose a side. I think that you can, you know, agree with what Hove is doing and you can still want to see Colin Kaepernick on the field. But I just I'm just not with, you know, bashing somebody that's has has helped so much before and is still trying yes, to help. Yes, like, like I, I said, he hasn't done anything I don't understand the logic. against us, against the coach. It's not like it's somebody else. You'd be like, well, that guy is kind of funny. No, he, he really hasn't. Everything that he's done is really for the culture, and a, a majority of the time, he really doesn't want any credit. He and just it, does it. Yes. And, 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 if it, and if it doesn't work, guess what? Time will tell. And guess what? If 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 his 
interests aren't pure, it will be exposed in the future. Mm. But I just don't see why we would think his interests aren't pure. Like, yeah, we'll, it makes no sense to me. We'll talk more about that in a little bit. And the biggest boss will be joining us. Rick Ross will be here. Rosé! <laughs> of course, his album is out right now. He also has a book that's coming out later Man, on. his book is amazing. Hurricane. It's called Hurricane. Actually, next month, my birthday, his book comes out. Yes, September 3rd. I, we're actually doing something. Me and Ross are doing something on uh, your birthday when his book comes out. Okay. Mm-hmm. That is a Tuesday. That is a Tuesday, because my the paperback of my book, Shook One, Anxiety Playing Tricks on Me, comes out that day. Okay. So me and Ross are doing something together. Okay. I would give you more details, but I just you don't, don't know. have them. I yeah, figured that. I mean, I'll call my management. All right. Well, let's get the show cracking. Front page news. What are we talking about? Well, in Philadelphia, there was a shooting standoff. That shooting standoff lasted eight hours. Oh yeah. How did that end? I went to sleep. I saw that on Anderson. He didn't die. They didn't kill him. They didn't kill him. Nah, they didn't kill him. We're gonna tell you all about it in front page news. Shot right. six cops and they didn't kill him. Nah, they didn't kill him. Well, look at God. Surrender peacefully. All right. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Damn, I gave away the story. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Where are we starting, ye? Well, let's talk about what happened in Philly. For about eight hours, there was a shooting standoff. Police officers tried to sar- serve a narcotics warrant. They tried to enter a row house, and as they got toward the kitchen, that's when a man started firing multiple rounds. Jesus now, Christ. some of those officers had to escape through the window, but some of them got trapped in the house. With the gunman, he barricaded himself inside, and then he did trade gunfire with officers outside. And they would crowd, the officers were crouching behind the police cars. They got the suspect in custody nearly eight hours later. They were actually calling him. He was picking up the phone at times, but not saying anything. People were trying to negotiate with him, but it just wasn't happening. He wasn't responding. And then his attorney joined in a phone call, reassured him that the police wouldn't harm him. And officers were inside of the house, the ones that were trapped. They were whispering. They didn't want the shooter to hear them, but you could hear it over the radio transmissions. And uh, five hours after the standoff started, that's when a SWAT team rescued two officers and three others were still trapped inside the row house. Uh, It was a crazy situation. The officers were trapped on the second floor. The shooter was on the first floor. Now, six officers did suffer injuries. None of them are life-threatening, and they have been released from the hospital already. Mm -hmm. Here's the thing. If the police are serving a warrant on drugs and you decide to start shooting at cops and, you know, holding a standoff, you might as well have just took the drug charge because now you got a million other charges on top of the drug charge. Well, I think he had a bunch of guns, too, and they said, uh, I believe he was known for the gun violence, allegedly, I'll say that. So why, so not, they, they, so why not just They should die? have expected it. They should have expected it when they ran in there, but... But I'm talking about on his part. On like, his part? why not just die? Like, you just want to you gonna just go to jail for the rest yeah, of your life? Yeah, he's going for mm-hmm. life. So, I mean, yeah. That's what I'm saying. So yeah. why not just take the drug charges and the gun charges? Like, I don't know. Maybe he didn't think that... He probably thought he could get it. He didn't think through. If you're going to do he all that. He just didn't think it through. As I'm saying, if you're going to do all that, the only way to end it is through your own death. Seriously. Well, I'm surprised that they let him live, truthfully. Yeah, I'm, I am too. But I guess it, he, he had so much weapons. Yeah, I guess he had so many <laughs> weapons. And then by that time, the press was there and he just surrendered. They That's had to be. Eight hours. That's what I'm saying. What if a I, scary situation. But if I'm a police officer, I'm sitting there thinking, like, all right, he, you know, he shot at us. It's a standoff. This is going to end with him killing himself. Mm-hmm. That's what I would have thought. Mm-hmm. I, I would I would have thought that. All right. Well, fortunately, uh, none of the officers got killed. So that's good news. Mm-hmm. And nobody else that was trapped in the house either. All right. Now, they did an autopsy on Jeffrey Epstein, and they said that he sustained multiple breaks in his neck bones. They said the bones broken in his neck. Uh, one of them was near the Adam's apple. Now, this sort of break can be from a person hanging themselves. Or it can be if you die by strangulation. That's what forensics experts are saying. He was found dead, as you know, in a cell by himself. Mm. 
And so I guess they're still trying to figure out what happened. We told you the two officers that were supposed to be watching him uh, aren't speaking right now, but they are investigating them. And the warden at that time has been temporarily reassigned. Yeah, okay. I'm, I was sitting there wondering. I said, can you can you uh, break your own neck? I guess, right? Well, if you hang yourself, no, I guess so, you, you can't. I break don't know if neck. you could break your own neck, strangle mm. yourself, like and break all those bones. So it could be somebody went in there and strangled him, or mm. it could. But be, you, you just said it. Could or, ha- or it could be from him hanging himself. Those are the yeah, two. So you can't break your those own. are the two ways. Mm. All right. Well, that's front page news. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent, hit us up right now. Maybe you had a bad night, horrible night, or maybe you feel blessed and you want to spread some positivity. 800-585-1051 is The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass this is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hey, Envy, good morning. Uh, this is Edward from uh, California. Hey, Edward from California. Good morning. How you doing, brother? I'm doing all right. Good morning, Envy. Good morning, uh, Yee. Good morning, Charlamagne. How you good guys? Morning. What up, King? What's up, man? Get hey, it off your chest. What's going on? Last week, I called in, actually, man, and uh, we were talking about the shootings in Dayton, Ohio. I told Charlamagne I read his books, and then I had actually said that it is my, my 13th anniversary with my wife on the 24th of August, and we wanted to go to that seminar, but we didn't know how to buy tickets. Right. And he actually said, you said we could give you some VIP tickets for uh, for your, your anniversary. I remember. Yo, that, that blew my mind, right? But uh, the lady that took my information afterwards, like, I think we had a hard time, like, uh, communicating. So I haven't received anything, man. So it is important that I get my wife <laughs> to the seminar. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, that's all she's been talking that's about. That's a great anniversary talk- present. Yeah. So she was like, she was like, yo, uh, I get to hang out with Envy. I want to see Envy. And I'm like, yo, baby, anything I can do to get you there, hey, look, I can get you there. It's not a club. So she's not hanging out with Envy. This is a seminar. <laughs> We're learning about real yo, estate. I'm gonna be in. No, I'm, I'm gonna be in LA August 25th. We're gonna do a real estate seminar out there, teaching the community how so we, to invest in real estate. We're putting them on the list, right? Yeah, there is no. Yeah, nothing's gonna come to you, bro. You're on the list. Oh, okay. I got your name okay, and information. No, so, so you're not gonna get a pass or anything in the mail. You're on the list. Just come there, tell them your name, and you will be straight. Okay, sweet man. I appreciate that. And one more thing, man. I just want to say, you know, shout out to my wife. She's my queen. You know, uh, 13 years, man. She's been putting up with me, and I appreciate it. We got five beautiful kids, man, and I just love her to death. So if you guys play this on air, hey, baby, when you wake up in the morning, you listen to this podcast. I love you. This is uh, Edward Ariana. You're my queen. I love you, baby. All right, you guys have a great one. Now, wait, there is one catch, though. Yeah. I, I got five kids too. I gotta leave my kids at your crib while I while I do the seminar. If that's cool, you are not yeah, leaving your kids. <laughs> hey, let's do it. Let's do it, Envy. We got it. Hey, man, <laughs> we got it. Have a good one. I see you at the seminar, bro. All right, appreciate. it. What a nice present. Hello, who's this? It's Omar. What's going on, Envy? Omar, what's up, man? Get it off your chest, bro. Man, I'm a little so upset over the last few days, man. My wife uh, put me on this Facebook exposed group full of bunch of hating women. Uh-oh. And now they, they uh, basically, you know, telling her a bunch of lies and she believing it now we've been arguing the last few days. What lie are they telling that? Black, <laughs> they telling that lie about black men cheating? Oh, man. Oh, he was over here and he, he tried to get me on his motorcycle and he, you know, this and that. I'm just like, sheesh. What's all the lies about, folks? Saying like you going through it, bro. What is the page called? Uh, sis, is this show, is this, this your man, sis? <laughs> is this your man, like, sis? Uh, Damn. No, like sis, it's like sis, comma, like sis. is it your man? See, I don't like stuff or, like that. And the reason I don't like stuff like that is because people can play with you, man. They can put you on there and don't even know you. Exactly. 
But you clean out there, right? You ain't do nothing, right? No, nah, man. You know. You know what? If the internet said you did it, you did it, bro. Oh, boy. If the internet said you did it, you did it. And now we've been arguing, going back and forth about, about a week now. Lord have mercy. Well, good luck, bro. You didn't All do right, it. Man. It wasn't me. All right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up at any time. Call us right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So, so you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on the Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Yo, what's up, Eric? What's up, Trav? Oh, Trav. Hey, baby. <laughs> what's up, Yee? Ye? Yes. I've been meaning to tell you for a while, yo. I'm so glad that you're alive, because that's your... About the traffic like that almost hit you. I feel like the, your co-host didn't take you seriously when you were talking about you almost died. That no, day. it really, really did almost hit me on the head. They had to like grab me and pull me when the, I was walking past the truck, hit the traffic babe. light. Thank you, I appreciate how, it. How serious are we supposed to take her? She alive? She well, almost died. Thank you, Trav. Well, almost count. Almost don't count. I'm living almost my life like it's the last day every but if, day. But almost not for nothing. If that if that light pole would hit you, we, but we would have had like a hundred million dollars if that light pole. I would have, yeah. Well, we. <laughs> <laughs> I would have. I was a witness. <laughs> What's up, Travis? You weren't there. <laughs> what up, sis? <laughs> what up, sis? I just he almost died. I just swallowed some hot okay? tea, crazy. <laughs> almost doesn't <laughs> count. Are you over there choking? What you choking on? Some ginger tea. You know what he's choking on. Look. I'm reporting live from Philly. They out here shooting. They out here shooting cops. Y'all. Yes. But I just want to talk about just how desensitized people are to what happens in the road today. I'm watching the news, and there's literally people in Philly out there getting mad at the cops because they can't like get to their house, even though it's like people shooting on the block. People <laughs> out there just waiting, all normal at the bus stop, like while gunshots going on. People in the news playing around in the camera, and it's like, yo, you can like literally hear the gunshots in the background, and mm. people just acting like they don't care. What's like, I need to get home. <laughs> <laughs> and like they, they, they like, they like, yeah, I live right there. And the cops are like, yeah, but they're shooting at. He like, they like, yeah, but they, they ain't shooting at us. They shooting at the cops. <laughs> That's fine. I got to see that. I saw, um, I saw some of your Philly brethren yesterday, Gilly the King and Wallow. <laughs> oh, yo, Gilly the Kid. <laughs> Gilly, Gilly and Wallow are fools. I love yeah, watching Gilly, Gilly and Wallow. <laughs> All right, All right y'all. bye, Trav. Bye. Hello, who's this? Yo, this is Eddie, the custodial engineer, calling back again, man. Y'all doing all right this morning? Yeah, we doing pretty good, man. What's up, man? Get it off your chest. How you doing, sir? I'm awesome. I'm a blessed day, Charlamagne. How you doing this morning? I'm blessed, black, and highly favored, sir. Hey, man, I say the same thing every time, man. So, we need to get to be more tickets. I just wanted to uh, let y'all know that I will be in there tomorrow to uh, crack up things. Can't understand nothing you're saying, I sir. All I know is he said he will be here tomorrow, but I don't know him, so you ain't coming here, but thank you, though. Hello, who's this? Hey, what's going on, y'all? Good morning, it's Jose. What's up, Jose? Get it off your chest. What's good? Y'all want to honestly just say uh, thank you, guys, because y'all the bomb. Like, I, I, I like y'all vibe a lot. You know, like, every morning I, I it's turn a vibe. On, I, I jump in, I jump in, and I, and I put y'all on in the radio every morning. Okay. I have a bone to pick, and I want to ask a question, right? Go. Mm. No. I want to know, and Charlemagne, please feel free to jump in. You know I will. Switch your ones and twos in there. Um, why do we treat the presidency like the Super Bowl, bro? Like, there's a lot of other people in play that we could definitely, you know, get our attention on to help us out when it comes to society and, you know, the American way and all that kind of thing. But we treat the presidency like it's a Super Bowl and we don't focus on nobody else. You mean like, do you mean like other candidates or you do you mean like local elections? 
like local elections and council members and you know what I mean? I don't think that's true because in 2018 we had the most diverse election diverse elections ever. Uh, I agree with you because I didn't start voting until 2008, and the first two times I voted, it definitely was just for the presidency. I didn't start focusing on local elections until maybe like 2018, to be honest with you. Right. I think things are. I think one of the uh, side effects of this presidency is that people are paying more attention to local elections. Hopefully, because that's why everything happened the way it did last year. More women, more black people than ever. That's actually the only reason I'm registered as a as a, a Democrat because you know you can't participate in local elections if you're not registered as something, which I think is so stupid. Interesting. I mean, I didn't know. It. I'm not a big voter myself, but you know, me and my cousin be one and two, and we be talking. We be like, "Yo, bro, but the presidency is not that important." It's like other people who are actually out there doing the lobbying and paying for this and paying for that. Those are the people who need to be. You know what I mean? Now, I'm not. Gonna sit, I'm not gonna sit here and say it's not important, but yeah, I feel you. You know what I mean? But I just wanted to talk about it. I want to see you, All right, bro. Well, you have a good one, man. You too, man. Y'all have a good day, man. All right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. Now, you, we got rumors on the way? Yes, let's talk about ASAP Rocky first and foremost. Here's what he had to say after finding out that he got a guilty verdict in his assault trial in Sweden. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to these rumors. Let's talk Styles P. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. On the Breakfast Club. So listen up. Well, according to sources, Styles P and Ajua Styles will be joining Marriage Boot Camp on WeTV. Okay. Now, you know I love both of them. They actually came up here on The Breakfast Club before and discussed mm-hmm. a lot of issues they had gone through as a couple, having to deal with the tragic suicide of their daughter, how that affected their relationship. Actually, Ajua even is in the process of writing a book, which I cried while I was reading when she discusses her relationship with her daughter. And so it'll be interesting to see them on there. I've, I've never watched Marriage Boot Camp. What is that about? Because, you know, I'm very uh, protective of, of, our, of our 90s icons like Styles P. Uh, it's just people going on there trying to work through whatever issues they have in their marriage. And everybody has issues mm-hmm. when they're married. So it could be something small. It could be bigger things that have never been addressed. Who's been on there before on Marriage Boot Camp? Uh, Waka Flocka's been on there mm-hmm. and Tammy Rivera. Uh, Chingy was on there, right? Wasn't Chingy on there? I don't know. I don't like where this is going. What? I mean, there's been a lot of people, a lot of great couples that you like on Marriage Boot Camp. It's good. It's, it's supposed to, it's real therapists there. Mm-hmm. So it's like a real way to work through their issues. And I think it's relatable for people because okay. everybody has relationship problems. So you might watch that show and figure out ways to work through things or feel like, okay, they go through the same things I go through. I never watched it. But if... Because uh, Styles and Ajua have a great, really solid relationship. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's going to affect that because they've been together since the beginning of his career. Yeah, and Styles not going to do nothing that's going right. to ruin his integrity. He's a very honorable And he's individual. very entertaining because he's very blunt mm-hmm. and honest about a lot of things. And so I think it and Ajua is amazing. So I think it'll be good. CeeLo's on there, going to be on there too, allegedly. And Michelle A is supposed to appear on there also. Okay. Mm. So uh, sounds like a good one to me. All right. Now, shout out to Khalid. He has announced the details of the El Paso Benefit concert that he's going to be doing all after that uh, horrific shooting that happened, that Walmart massacre. If you guys remember, he talked about 
uh, I have been rocked to the core by the horrific act of gun violence that came to El Paso and by the continued act of senseless violence. So he's doing this benefit concert for those families who are affected. And that's going to be happening September 1st at the Don Haskins Center. Just for anybody that's interested, you can go to the greatkhalidfoundation.org and tickets do go on sale today. All right, ASAP Rocky has released a statement after being found guilty in his assault trial. He said, I am, of course, disappointed by today's verdict. I want to say thanks again to all of my fans, friends, and everyone who showed me love during this difficult time. I'm going to keep moving forward. Thank you to my team, my management, attorneys, label, and everyone who advocated for justice. So, again, we told you he does not have to do any jail time. It's time served. He's, you know, done with that, but he has been found guilty, and he does have to pay. Why are you upset about the verdict? Because he got to pay? Well, because he was found guilty. I'm sure he was hoping yeah, he the charges would be dropped it, so. or not guilty, but instead he was found guilty. So uh-huh. you don't want to have that on your record still, and he still has to pay. Man, it's a record in Sweden. It's not like you yeah, got I was going to ask, how does that work? It's just in Sweden, <laughs> right? He's not here. Yeah, he got a scrape. And he, I'm sure he has no Sweden. plans on going back to Sweden. Exactly. Never. He'll be fine. All right. In celebration of that, Juicy J did release a two-piece collabo. He went on Instagram and said, no jail time for ASAP Rocky. Now it's time to drop his new song, Two Piece. Now we know you take the chicken, you don't really do beef. Got that K like KFC, but you can catch this two piece. Juicy J and ASAP Rocky, we go full of two deep. Oh, Drop right. on the clues bomb for Juicy J, goddamn And he was just playing it in his car, so if you're like, the quality doesn't sound good, that's from his car. I'm a freaking 41-year-old man from Mount Corner, South Carolina. I will always love 3-6 Mafia <laughs> and Juicy J sound. You hear me? Yes, indeed. So I'm going to put my golds in. Mm-hmm. All right, Usher, it looks like he might want to be a boxing promoter. What do you think about that? He's been considering that, and he spoke to TMZ about being dead serious about the boxing business. You're promoting Avery Sparrow, isn't it? I'm not promoting. I'm just here to support oh, Avery. Oh, you're supporting? Yeah, here to support him. family, man, and have been supportive of each other for years. I think I'm 100% behind Are you getting into the boxing promotion world? I'm obviously here for a reason. Who knows? Really? I may be big by the book. Playing in this space could be fun. All right, and R. Kelly is meeting with a lawyer. We don't want to forget what's going on with R. Kelly in Chicago. Uh, so apparently he's planning to meet with this lawyer uh, who's the one that won Michael Jackson his molestation case. So right now he's in jail without bail. He's awaiting trial on all these sex abuse charges. And now I guess he's trying to figure out how can I work a miracle? And uh, the person who we're talking about, Tom Mesereau, actually got Michael Jackson acquitted of child molestation in 2005. And he also got Robert Blake acquitted of murdering his wife back in 2005 as well. So no, it's, it's not, not official yet, but he's how trying. How old is that attorney? That attorney got to be dumb old. Yeah. Uh, it's not happening for you, R. Kelly. Not this time. You're going to have to take this out, He's going to try to okay. fight it out, though. He got to fight it yeah, out, though. I mean, but. does he even have the money to, to fight it him, out? right? Stop it at this point. Although man. there's people that support him. Remember when he got bailed out before? It was one of his supporters. Yeah, he got a lot of supporters. That paid for that. There, there were women outside in Brooklyn actually going hard for him. So. Mm-hmm. All right, let's talk about Miley Cyrus and Liam Hemsworth and their breakup. It started out being very friendly, but now it seems like people are telling different sides. Uh, Liam Hemsworth's team thinks that Miley Cyrus's team is going overtime, trying to make him seem like he was a bad person. According to Miley Cyrus, Liam was drinking a lot, using drugs. She didn't want any parts of it because of her past dealings with substance abuse. Now, according according to Liam's side, they're saying that it was Miley Cyrus's infidelity that actually destroyed their marriage. So it's kind of a he said, she said, her fault, his fault situation. And they're saying that he was devastated when he saw those pictures of her making out with another woman after they broke up. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. And shout out to the Jasmine Baron for the exclusive, exclusive on Styles P and Ajua because I had heard about it a while ago, but... 
you know, until somebody breaks the story, we can't do that. So. All right. Well, shout out to the Jasmine brand. Now, we got front page news next. What are we talking about? Uh, yes, we are going to be talking about what is uh, happening with Jeffrey Epstein, where, where they're trying to investigate the corrections officers who were supposed to be watching him. And now, we told you before, they're not speaking, but we'll give you some details on his broken neck. All right. We'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. All right, let's get to some front page news. What are we talking about, Yeezy? Well, somebody is planning to end their bid for the 2020 Democratic presidential nomination today. Okay. And that is former Colorado Governor John Hickenlooper. About time. Salute to John Hickenlooper. Had a great conversation when he came to the Breakfast Club. He's the only person that's dropping up. So uh, far, somebody right else, now. Somebody else, they said, uh, I believe. Nobody else has come to their senses? Yeah, no, well, somebody this else is just, too. This is happening today. Yeah, it's, 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 it's time to start sending people home, guys. Yeah. <laughs> All right, it's getting, getting down the crunch time. But they're saying that right now he's planning, he's thinking about running for the Senate. So he hasn't planned to announce that yet, but that's something that he is taking into consideration. John Hickenlooper would make a great senator. All right, now let's talk about Microsoft. They're telling all of you Windows 10 users you have to update immediately. So if you use Windows 10, I'm telling all of y'all, because I know a lot of people use Windows 10 out there, there's two critical vulnerabilities. They're potentially wormable, which means that you could spread viruses and all of that without any action on your part. And there's also potentially hundreds of millions of vulnerable computers. So they're saying right now it's important that you update automatically. Now, if you have enabled the automatic updates, then you should be okay. But if you update your computer manually, then make sure you click the search button, type Windows Update so you can access that. Uh, And a man has died after a taco eating contest. That was at a baseball game. The competition took place. This was crazy. Yes, Tuesday night. And so gotta die on Taco Tuesday if you're gonna die of eating his tacos. His name is Dana Hutchings and he is only forty one years old. He was trying to win this taco eating contest. It was during a game between the Fresno Grizzlies and the Memphis Redbirds. It's a minor league baseball. Uh, game and they're saying the autopsy is going to be happening and they have not ruled uh, on a cause of death yet but they have an idea what it could be that's not a bad way to go out very original no um, he said he didn't chew the tacos he just swallowed them and oh he was wild and then he, that's how he uh, choked on them he, like, was he wasn't trying to chew them he was just trying to win and was swallowing he must not have been drinking the water as he was doing all these competitions can't be good for your health hot dog eating contest uh, taco eating think? contest I mean I love taco Tuesdays though I do, too. I've been making my tacos with the Beyond Meat, which just tastes absolutely amazing. You just have to season that good. Nobody can beat him in heaven, though. That's a hell of a story. You know, everybody in heaven sharing their stories on how they got here. Mm-hmm. Like, shoot, I died in the taco-eating contest well, on I Taco can, Tuesday. Our condolences to his family. Because that is really sad. All right, and now let's talk about Jeffrey Epstein. They're saying that he's, he sustained multiple breaks in his neck bones. And they did do that autopsy. That's what they found. That break can happen when a person hangs themselves or if they die by strangulation. So they were also investigating what happened with the officers who should have been monitoring him every half hour. They said one was not currently a detention guard, but he was temporarily reassigned to that post. Um, that guard had previously been trained as a corrections officer, but was in a different position. And the second staff member was a woman who was a fully trained guard, but both of them were working overtime shifts and don't know what happened, but they have been, uh, you know, temporarily, they're not working right now. So I guess they're still investigating and the prison warden has also been temporarily reassigned. All right, and let's talk about this Philadelphia shooting. That standoff lasted eight hours yesterday. Police officers were trying to serve a narcotics warrant. They tried to get in there and as they got into the kitchen area, that's when the man that was inside fired multiple rounds. Some of those officers tried managed to escape through the window, but others were trapped inside of the house. 
So during that time, there were two officers and four women trapped in the house with him for hours. Mm. Eventually, they did get freed by SWAT team. Six police officers did get shot. And they have all been released from area hospitals. So nobody is in serious condition. Everybody is alive. They did get him to surrender. They tried to communicate with him. He did pick up the phone, but he wasn't responding when he did pick up that phone. Finally, the suspect's attorney did get on a phone call, reassured him that the police wouldn't harm him, and that's when he did come out and surrender. You should have just took the drug charge, my guy, because if you're going to have a shootout with the police, that means you really don't want to go to jail. Yeah, you having a shootout with the police is because you want to die. So at some point in that exchange, he realized he'd rather be alive. It was a bad decision. Very bad. But fortunately, nobody was injured. That's the very fortunate thing, because this could have ended a whole different way. There were no critical injuries. Yeah, nothing critical. Six cops got shot. Nothing critical, but they're all in good spirits. They've all been released from the hospital, Mm -hmm. according to the mayor of Philadelphia. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your Front Page News. All right. Well, thank you, Missy. Now, when we come back, Rick Ross will be joining us. Okay. We'll kick it with Rose when we come back, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Yes, sir. Rose. Rick Rose, Ross. the boss in the building, man. Port of Miami, two in stores. What's up? Welcome What's back. Up? Well, first, let me say thank you. I want to say thank you. I don't think I, I thanked you. When I was doing my first car show last year, Ross called me and said, Envy, I got some cars that I want to put in the show. And at the time, I really didn't have a budget. I didn't have much money to, to put on the show because I do everything by myself. I put the show on by myself, if people know. I pay for everything. And Ross was like, no, you ain't got to pay nothing. I'm going to bring all the cars, not just one, all the cars down, all the bikes down for your show. And I just want to say thank you. I appreciate that. I didn't reach out to you. You seen what I was doing. I just want to say thank you. Why you ain't reach out before this? Hmm? I might have said thank you, but I wanted to do it. I wanted to do oh, it publicly because okay, okay. that that was a lot, and I wanted to say thank you. That's, That's amazing. But you know, you know, when I think back to it, I really don't recall it. So now I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed because was I underwhelming? Which whips did I send? Did I send enough whips? Well, the whips never got there. Oh, the whips. The never... truck broke. Da- the truck broke down right oh, on the highway, so oh, we never got them there. Okay, okay. But... Oh, so the cars were. So why are you thinking them? Just no, for the thought. The he thought tried. That counts? He, the truck, he sent the cars from Atlanta. Maybe got it's you, in Jersey. Got you, got we, you. we couldn't get it there in time. We, we we got it there, but it was after. But just the fact that he said, "Yo, Envy, I got you," and sent it without me asking. I just thought that was dope because a lot of times you don't get this in the industry. It's always something else that somebody does it for a favor. Like, oh, I'll, I'll play this record for Raw because I need him in my club. Or yeah. I did this. He just did it out the kind of No, 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 no. I thought that was real. No, no, no. I support my homies. I try to. You know what I'm saying? Even when I see the homie who I know halfway crazy talking about mental health, I reach out to him every now and then. <laughs> boy, I see you losing it, boy. Rose going to hold it down for you. You got some dudes that's going to hold it down for you. I'm going to come smoke one with you even if you crazy. You know what I'm saying? That's how I go. Yeah, 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 yeah. You over here, you done got a little thicker since last time I seen you. All right, don't get in no trouble now, Ross. Nah. Remember what happened last time? What? I ain't never get in no trouble. Yeah, you did up here. Even wrote about it in the book, Hurricanes. Nah. <laughs> nah, you getting that money, I can see it in your smile. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. I read Hurricanes, man. You wasn't scared to tell that much truth? Man, you know what? I haven't read the book, and to me, shout out to my homie Neil who wrote it with me. Salute he, to Neil. He, yeah, he he sat by side by side with me for, man, felt like over a year, and he talked to 65, 70 of my closest homies. So I never read the book, but I felt like if it, it made it to the... Nah. 
Do, you, you just you want to make sure it's all correct? <laughs> no. I have it right here if you want to. No, because you might want to read it. He, yeah, he might, There's I'm a lot in there, Rose. I'm going to be honest. There's a lot of names. And that's what a lot I'm, of names. What you, what you got to realize is my life is a film. And what, what's not in the book is nothing that's going to prosecute nobody. Because what make me a boss <laughs> is not what I say. What make me a boss is what I don't say. So the, the book. We gonna make it into a real big movie. Oh yeah, that's a, that's a, you, you, when yeah, you're yeah, reading yeah. it, you can see that. Yeah, yeah. So when we get ready and make the movie, and the movie gross 150 million the first weekend, and I go get all my homies out the chain gang, they gonna say Rose, round of applause. <laughs> <laughs> I still want you to do an audio cookbook because the way you describe things, man. Even in the book, you was describing your mother's cooking, and I was just like, I I, I would love to taste that. And then guess what? You know, my mama cooked the best. You know what I'm saying? You know, I was raised on that. I love her. Ella, I love you. But look, give me one of the pointers that was in the book that that was that was kind of what was mind blowing. Um, just the fact of all the people you named from Miami that that either you used to see hustle or that you used to hustle with. And when I was reading it, I said maybe he feel comfortable talking about it because a lot of them already went and did their time. Yeah, right. you, yeah, you got to realize anybody that that I spoke of, mm -hmm. I spoke of that was legends in the streets of Miami. That done went came back home. Like what, Kenneth Williams? I yeah, think. Kenneth. Kenneth. He he got life. I'm gonna bring mm -hmm. him home. That's on my back. Booby. That's my dog, Booby. Booby. You know what I'm yep. saying? He was accused. He was featured on America's Most Wanted, but there was never any witnesses that witnessed him to these all these homicides. Mm -hmm. And those are the points that I made sure I highlighted. Mm -hmm. And you almost ended up getting caught up in all of that too, because your name was listed, but they didn't identify you. Right. By your real name. They just right. used to call you a fat boy in the yeah, truck or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They used to call me different things. And I was actually in Jacksonville and was pulled over. And I got caught up in some different things. But I was number three on the unindicted co-conspirator list of 40 people. Mm. Under dig. But the, the reason I wasn't from that city and the main two people that was telling only knew me as fat boy. The, the other part I like about the book is how you talk about how you just used to be so angry. Yeah. Just used to be so angry that you you either couldn't get on, and then when you finally got on, things weren't moving the way you wanted yeah, yeah, yeah. to. So, I, I, you know, not to cut you off, but I was upset. I was full of anger. I felt I had the talent. I felt I had the ambition. I felt everybody who believed on me went to prison, everybody who spent their last on me. And I felt I owed my, my hood that. Mm -hmm. And so I began dissing anybody that I felt would be in my way. I dissed the record label. I dissed the radio. I dissed the writer. I dissed anybody. <laughs> and back then, you know, I was doing blogs, swinging pistols, and, man, we was talking crazy. And then it was a lot of urban legends that got cleared up because everybody back in the day used to be like, yo, uh, when T.I. did I'm Talking to You, it was, it was probably about Ross and Wayne. But then you did have a little issue with T.I. Yeah, you know, and to me, that was just the way I supposed to came in the game. Mm -hmm. You know, I was raised by real go-getters, real hustlers. Nobody bowed down to nobody. Me coming in the game, and T.I. was really the, at the forefront of the Southern movement for my generation. And if you're going to come in the game, that's how you got to come. You got to come shooting at whoever at the top. So that's how I came. But the beef was over something so petty. Of course, all the beefs are over <laughs> something petty. Mm -hmm. It's because you don't know nobody. Mm -hmm. I had never really met Tip. You but I just knew that was the position I wanted. That's why if anybody want to come in the game and if they want to step on Rose Toe, I most definitely understand your point of view, but you better be prepared, boy. You said in the book that you didn't, <laughs> you was beefing with T.I. because Kanye gave him a beat you wanted. The, yeah, it was. Look what I got. Yeah, 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 yeah. That beat, that beat was so dope. Yeah, yeah, that <laughs> was fire. And I, I heard that beat so long before Tip got it, and I just knew T.I. the man. 
Mm-hmm. And on some G talk, I'm I'm big enough to say that now. It wasn't nothing really personal. It was the position he was in. When you said you the king of the South, no, nah, man, I'm the biggest boss in the game. When did y'all ever speak and squash it out? Did y'all ever have that conversation to laugh you it know, off? You know, me and Tyr, yeah, you know, just coming past each other. Mm-hmm. You know, when we make eye contact, we came past each other. You know, we dapped each other up. And, you know, we just spoke and we ultimately collaborated. Mm-hmm. Pledge Allegiance, uh, it was a tip record. You know, and I got on, I came over there to his studio, we mm-hmm. shot the video, and we got we got to the money. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Jeezy, it wasn't really an issue there. I ain't even know Jeezy, it was just, you know, when you sitting in the club and the got 20 records back to back, bamming. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> All your hoes vibing to they <laughs> That That's that ambition in you. Mm-hmm. It wasn't some personal, nah. I like the way Dog Jewels was swinging. I like how Dog moved. Mm-hmm. He ain't never moved nothing to me other than the ambition in me. Mm-hmm. And if it was somebody I felt that me coming up, that I looked at and felt had more money than me, had more paper than me, had more bigger records than me, it, it ain't a lot of people like that now. That's, that's hating though, Ross. You would call no, that a hater now. No, I ain't going to call that a hater because I know the difference between a hater and a hater is with somebody that ain't even in the game. Mm, we got something I got you, to say. I got you, I got you. I hate it, somebody that don't do what you do every day, but wake up every day and speak about how you do what you do. I get it. Nah, that ain't, that's a hater. Mm-hmm. If somebody at another radio station get up and watch your show every morning, that's studying. Mm-hmm. You consider that hating? Hating? Like nah, nah, that's just like Jay-Z. That's just like Big. That's just like Ice Cube. That's just like Jay Prince and Rap-A-Lot Records. I had to study them. All right, we got more with Rick Ross. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Rick Ross, Charlamagne. You also say in the book Hurricanes, you and Jay-Z had a street connect. Like, y'all was tied. Y'all had street ties. No, I said most definitely that some of my big homies and, you know, that just came home, mm-hmm. New Hove. Mm-hmm. You know, so a lot of people used to always come to me and say, Rose, how you and Jay-Z got so many records together? And like I said in the book, what I tell you is not what make me a boss. It's what I can't tell you is what make me a boss. Mm-hmm. When, where did you get the mentality from? Like, there's so many different artists you see in the game that their career has been shortened and don't do anything. But from the gate, you were buying checkers, buying wing stops, buying real estate, buying properties. Like, you had a game plan from the beginning. Where did that come from? That came from Carroll City. That came from MIA. That came from me really growing up around real hustlers. I really come from where you could have money. You could have a hit record, your first album out. You could be double platinum and one of your dudes from coming here. Boy, you ain't got no money. (laughs) You ain't did nothing yet, boy. Mm -hmm. And really mean it. I was three, four albums out and had homies still telling me that. Well, you think you got a little paper now? That little tin feel good, huh? <laughs> yeah, that little tin feel good. That tin, boy, I fucked that up in two weeks. Yeah. So when you really think like that, you got to multiply. And maybe other places, other artists wasn't thinking of investing $25 million in the franchises or another 20 over here, but I was. Mm-hmm. Like I said, my homie was 26 when his estimated net worth was $80 million. So when I talked about getting real money, I was talking about getting real money. And now I'm trying to see what it feel like when you put your name on certain things and when you don't attach it to certain things. Because there's a lot of people eating some of rosé and don't even know it. <laughs> yeah, my daddy used to always say, when you open up a business, don't put your name on it. They hate for no reason. A lot of times they do, but guess what? I'm finna get back and see. 
<laughs> did you ever, you ever get so low? Like, you ever get low and be like, this is what I have to do? Or was you always up? Like, you know, we, we no, talked to no, T-Pain the other day. No, T-Pain no, was no, like, no, 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 no. He had 40 million and lost it, and then he got back up. You ever got low like, damn, I got to think different. Or you was always up. Once I started getting music industry money, you made sure I kept that separate from other things, you know. So as soon as I started getting music industry money, I didn't spend a dime for my first maybe close to a year, at least nine months to a year. I didn't buy a car. I didn't buy nothing. I ain't want nothing. I wanted to see what that looked like. It don't matter if I'm talking 1,000, 10,000, 100, or 10 M's. It don't matter. If you seeing progress, if you making moves, you can always make that turn into something else. You know what I mean? So I just want y'all to understand that. And when you read my book, you got to read between the, the lines and a lot of things. That's the crazy part. It ain't really much to read between the lines. So I'm, a lot in there. I, I can imagine what you didn't tell. He don't know. T- he didn't read it yet. He didn't read it. No, I, no, I didn't read it <laughs> yet. But, it. but like I said, <laughs> tell me something that's mind-blowing. I ain't going to say I mean, I'm from the South, so I, I know a lot of dudes who was getting money like that. I was just shocked that you was talking about it in that way. I got money in your city. I told you that years ago. Yeah. Two Notch Road. Two Notch Road. Columbia, yep. South Carolina, <laughs> Fairfield Inn. And I and and the <laughs> I, you ain't that important to Google that. Because <laughs> ain't pulling out map quest for Charlemagne. I know you crying, your mind slipping and all that. But, <laughs> boy, and I'm just trying to say, I'm blessed to be here. Word. When I woke up out the hospital is when I decided to make, I mean write the book. And on a positive note, film companies are already reaching out. Yeah, to, I think it's to, a- to license and make a movie of my book before the book mm-hmm. even came out. So I most definitely approached it like a film. Why well, wasn't Pusha T on Maybach Music for? What really happened with that record? What really happened was I just felt it wasn't going to help get them together. Not right now. Mm-hmm. As you can see, nobody wanted to see the record done more than Rose. <laughs> That's why I put it together. And they were both fine with being on that song once they found out. They were okay with it. Mo- both of them cleared the record. So I can't put it on either party. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you dig? But like I say, the bigger picture was, was this going to help bring them together for the bigger cause, making bigger moves, or was this going to help feed the boys? Yeah. You know what I mean? How did you decide what verse to keep then? But I sent it to Wayne first. So who leaked the pusher verse? I'm not sure who leaked the pusher verse. But we glad it I- happened. No, I just knew that what ultimately happened because yeah. it'd been mixed and mastered by different people, been touched, you know, and I'm sure I'm sure it wasn't Pusher. And ultimately, to me, the bigger picture was having the record put together. So a lot of these beats that we see are some BS. Who's able to talk to you and be like, look, that beef you had, because you talk about some yourself that you've gotten over and realized what it was at that time. Right. Who talks to you and tells you that's some BS beef that you have going on? You got to... A lot of people don't talk to me because they love beef just as much as I do. Mm -hmm. But like I say, at the end of the day, I'm a businessman. And after me going through beef and having differences and realizing at the end of the day, it ain't nothing to gain from that. If it was, we could do it every day. I don't lose no sleep. Mm -hmm. My jokes are funnier. My raps are better. (laughs) Are they really shooting coming to America too in your house? Better believe it. Damn. You're talking to the king of Zamunda. <laughs> <laughs> and you're in the movie also? Hey, girl, I like those braids. Are you in the movie also? Yeah, I had to work that in there. Uh, of course. Yeah. So hold on, is your house going to be the castle? <laughs> <laughs> to be loved. <laughs> to be loved. <laughs> hey, I can't give y'all no details of the film. All yeah. I can tell y'all is that 
It's star-studded. Mm-hmm. It's going to be legendary. And Rosé in it. They said you got another house down there, too, <laughs> that you, when they shoot, you go live in the other house. How many homes do you own? <laughs> I know. I, I know Get out of his pocket. I don't even remember. Damn it. That's a good problem to have. It is. But you, you talk about in the book how the police there was harassing you for a little minute. They was, and ultimately that's when I got that case. You know what I mean? And, um, man, I had to spend a lot of money, a few years, rest in peace, Black Bow, my co-defendant. We both ultimately, you know, overcame the situation. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it was it was a big thing. Rick Ross just bought Evander Holyfield, former 200-plus acre estate. It was something that the community had to get adjusted to. Mm-hmm. How's your health now? You know, we heard a story a couple of days like. ago. Yeah, look great. You look healthy, happy. You look great. We heard a story a couple of days ago that it was like a, <laughs> Rosie had a health problem. I just problem. wanted to record the show. Ross turned to the woman and said, what I look like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah. you couldn't wait to answer. <laughs> I said, Ross, look good. Hey, yo, 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 I can't say my brother look good. Yo, hey, yo, cut that out, man. Cut that out. He didn't say I look good quicker than she did. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? My brother look good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo, this dude's You want some funny <laughs> shit. That's that pride. He got yo, that pride. Yo, so go ahead. So Rick Ross looks good. So well, like, as I was saying, it was a, a, I guess something that came out a couple of days ago that said that, you know, there was an emergency with you and your health, I thought, but everything was fine. What happened with Every, that? Everything was good. What happened was I woke up and my voice was gone the other day and I had another dope interview. Ultimately, it came down, I did, you know, a lot of interviews promoting the album. I did a lot of performances, and I really just went hard. So I just went to sleep, woke up, and my voice was gone. Mm-hmm. What that what that was, Evie, you've been giving me what that is? Oh, Manuka Honey. Manuka Honey. Shout okay. out to Manuka Honey. Manuka, some ginger. Some so, yeah, it took me maybe, I had to uh, miss maybe two or three interviews. Okay. Reschedule some things just to let my voice relax, but I'm back. All right, we got more with Rick Ross when we come back. Matter of fact, let's get into a Rick Ross mini mix. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. We're still kicking it with Rick Ross, Charlemagne. What's your top three albums for Ross? You had to rank Ross's top three albums. My favorite three that I've done myself? Yes, your top three albums. Um, I would say Port of Miami one because that's what introduced me to the world. Um, I would possibly say Deeper Than Rap because I was speaking for, you know, that this point of view with this book, just tell, trying to open the door, just trying to crack the door to let people know it's a difference from Rick Ross and these other dudes. Even the dudes that was most celebrated, they wouldn't last where I was from. And possibly this Port of Miami too. Mm. Just because it feels so good right now. I still pray, you know what I mean? Records like that. Um, nobody's favorite. Just showing people Love what... that record with Gunplay. Just showing people what that, that loyalty means. Gunplay Murdoch, after being around the world 20 times. After being in... Man, it may be just two or three, maybe four or five. I don't know. There ain't too many people in a better position than I am, but I'm still showing loyalty to my little dogs, and you know, to me that's even more important than anything else. I'm shocked you ain't put Teflon Don in the top three. Teflon Don is, you know, is, is is musically almost uncomparable. You know what I mean? But when I'm thinking about the album, I'm thinking the way I'm at personally in my career, gotcha. not just about music, but I'm thinking of my very first album. Which to me, I, I almost felt like Mayor never came. Mm-hmm. So I knew what that did for me emotionally. And then when I say um, deeper than rap, I'm thinking of I'm, I know what I'm dealing with in the streets, in the rap game, the hood, dealing with the fact I'm a new millionaire. Mm-hmm. What come with that? And it's a lot of different things you deal with. So right then, I accepted everything that came with it and said I deal with it. Now you know we, we were we talking about with it. some some of the beefs that you, you had, and you know you. You and T.I. cleaned it up. You and Jeezy yeah. cleaned it up. Right. And what about somebody like, let's say, Birdman? Have you ever ran into the same room and had a conversation with Birdman? No. Nah. Would that nah. be something you'd be open to? You got to understand, 
the records I wrote, um, Idols Become Rivals, it was really genuine. It was really out of love for, for really seeing what the homies was dealing with. And it was just a way of me tugging his shirt because mm-hmm. I know he's somebody he respect versus same way he know he's somebody I respect. Mm-hmm. Have we spoken? No. May we ever speak again? We may not. But the love and respect I got for Wayne, the love and respect I got for Drake, I'm through speaking on him. It ain't like it's no goofy that we just doing the, nah. Did Wayne nah. say anything to you about it? Um, You know, after the record came out, you know, me and Weezy, we bumped into each other. You know, I don't like really disclosing nothing real, but he felt where I came from. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Now, even when you, last time you were up here, I mean, you, we were talking about this when Meek Mill and Nicki were going through their things, and you said you never trusted Nicki. Have you ever ran into Nicki? Because she's <laughs> nah. very vocal about her stuff. It says she went at you on the Joe Budden podcast, that she saw you text Meek that she was a keeper after a meeting with her and Obama. I went and sat down in a meeting with Obama and Ross was there and texted dude after the meeting and said, yo, this chick is a keeper. She went in a whole in a room full of rappers and spoke to Obama and the first thing out of her mouth was about you and, and figuring out your probation situation and why you're still on probation after all these years. And then you come out on an album when it's time to sell some weak ass an album and try to disrespect Nicki Minaj? I mean, if somebody went in to meet Obama with you, she is a keeper until you find out otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And, um, me personally, nah, she was around me a few times, but other than that, she was a huge talent, but she 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 was playing a very uh, important position at the time. She was in between Meek and Drake at the time. And what she don't know and she may not understand coming from a big homie like myself playing that position, that was a very fragile role. And it was it would be very easy to put that responsibility on her. Mm. But that ain't what I tried to make it to. But most definitely when I seen it go go to sour, it would be easy to assume she may have something to do with that. And if somebody tell you they didn't, they lying. But you know, they move everybody move forward. What what uh what about the Nipsey record? How long ago did y'all do that before he passed? Nipsey man sent me that verse, maybe less than a month before he passed. Wow. We was in the studio out in L.A. Maybe a month and a half before that. I posted a picture maybe a day before my album was released. The last time I was in the studio with him. Now I see you've been laying low with your personal life more too nowadays. Is yeah. that a conscious decision? You know, that's just me being single, being a boss. You know what I'm saying? So ladies get at me. You know what I'm I mean, hold on now. So Rose you... single? How, how, how I'm looking? <laughs> Envy? Uh, you know, hey, Envy. Yo, 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 Envy. Hey, yo, yo, yo. Envy, you got you to gotta talk to them about this. It's a conspiracy, bro. It is. It's her and him. What kind of conspiracy y'all got going on here? God. I'm actually you and you got, yo. I was waiting for him to jump in. Yo, you got to stop that. Now, the memoir is coming out soon. Are there stories that you told in this that other people might not know, like stories about people, like maybe you said something about Trick Daddy that he might not have heard before or Tony Draper that they're going to be finding out for the first time? Reading this book? I'm sure it's a lot of people going to be finding out a lot of things for the first time, but that's what the book for, you know what I mean? And, you know, I may ruffle some feathers. Um, I may piss some people off. Um, but hopefully I intrigue some minds. It's a great f-ing read. That's what I'm talking about. And if that's coming from somebody that's losing their f-ing mind, <laughs> y'all know what that means, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> 
<laughs> It'll be out September 3rd. September 3rd. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the album's out now. The yeah, album's out Miami man. too. The album's out now. We appreciate you for joining us, man. Man, I'm happy to come here. You know what I'm saying? I come kick it with y'all every time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know how we do this. Get the alarms off in here. It pretty much did. All right. <laughs> well, it's Rick Ross. We appreciate you again. Breakfast Club, good morning. It's about time. What's going on? NBA Youngboy has been released. His, he was released last night, and they actually have him on Instagram Live as everybody was so excited for him to come home. Now, if you guys recall the situation, he was arrested in May. This was during Rolling Loud Festival. There was a deadly shootout in Florida. He wasn't at the festival. He was outside of it. But uh, according to his attorney, they feel like he was being targeted and it was a self-defense situation. He also had already been on probation for three years, and that's part of a plea deal for his involvement in a 2016 drive-by shooting. He's been ordered to stay out of trouble, but he was arrested in Atlanta in February of this year when a a woman he was was with assaulted a housekeeper. During that time, a video circulated on social media that showed him allegedly threatening someone, which also was a violation of his probation. So... He is now being credited. He's being able to come home, but he does have to be on probation on house arrest for 14 months. So he's going to have to wear a GPS ankle monitor. NBA Youngboy's been through a lot, though. And actually, I did go to Baton Rouge previously to speak to him. And he talked about having to do anger management as a result of him being arrested back in 2016. My mind's stuck in this place. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't, be, I, don't be, I don't know how to be, I don't know how to react to certain shit, but I'm learning, though. Right. I'll be going to anger management class and all this What do you be doing in anger management class? Like, what are the kind of things that they tell you? No, and they be asking me or make <laughs> me mad and stuff. I just be talking about that. I got a certificate, though. I completed that class. Mm-hmm. I got to complete domestic violence now. All right, um, so... They're not trying to make you angry in anger management. They're actually trying to get the anger out of you. They're trying to get you to control your anger. The fact that you're uh, getting angry at the questions they're asking you is the reason you're in anger management. But he did say it helped him a lot in learning well, how to good. deal with situations and not letting other people control how he reacts. He also talked about his conversation with Meek Mill during that interview. I think we've been seeing so many different things in the news, you know, with artists getting caught up in different things. Like, we just looked at the Meek Mill situation, and I know you and Meek are cool, you know, and I'm sure you guys have had a conversation about your situation as well. Yeah. What does he say to you? Yeah. I had a talk with him while he was in jail. Mm-hmm. I don't know, he was just telling me, don't f*** up. And I said, like, two weeks later, I f***ed up. Mm-hmm. So now, how do you feel? Like, you really can't f*** up at all. I don't want to. It'll hurt me. Mm-hmm. Like, y'all think about it. I'm still a child. I still cry. All right. So you guys can, of course, check that whole interview out. Now, Tammy Roman versus Jennifer Williams on Basketball Wives. Oh, man. So the episode last night, Tammy Roman was very upset about some things that happened because uh, Jennifer was talking to Evelyn about... I guess, uh, Tammy's situation where some clothes that she was trying to return and she said her credit card didn't work. He went to go return them, saying that they weren't worn, where her juice all over them. Stop. So she had to buy them? Well, the credit card declined. Well, of course, Tammy wasn't happy when she saw that and she saw the preview because that was the preview for the episode that aired last night. And she posted on her page, saw a clip from Basketball Wives airing tonight. Jennifer Coward Williams, when you and old girl weren't friends, you was crying about a sisterhood. Then y'all make up and this is what you do. F with me. Typical mean girl ish. Now, another storyline is that Tammy is rapping and she's looking to her daughter for help with rapping. So she did a rap. 
to diss Jennifer over no Vaseline. This right here is raw, no Vaseline. So far, Bedlin's ass, you almost touched her spleen. I had to step back like MJ. You was messing with MJ. Let him hit like a sensei. And yes, I'm talking about two, three. He was playing in the shy. When you let him give you the D, you a crusty lip. It can start a fire. Your breath smell like her tires. Now you gonna hear this and call me a lie. I got receipts. I don't think you should reply. And Jennifer, so Jennifer Williams knocked off Michael Jackson. I mean, Michael Jordan. That's what Tammy is saying. Okay. All right. Jennifer responded. A hit dog will holla. Nope. We got the receipts, boo. Been wearing, so. you been wearing his shoes all these years, and he won't give you no D. You jealous? Sound jealous to me, Envy. Nope. How does he look to you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Healthy. And last but not least, <laughs> let's talk about Trina. If you guys remember, there was a situation where Trina's A&R was saying that they were upset with Nicki Minaj for not promoting her song, the BAP song. Well, Trina has taken to her live to respond to whether or not she has an issue with Nicki. My team got so much to say. I'm going to take the blame for my team because guess what? Me and my team, we dropped the ball. Bad business is what's causing all of this havoc to happen. But you're not going to disrespect nobody. Another female artist, you're not going to disrespect Nicki Minaj or nobody else that's on my album. Because these people did this off my face and my favor. I don't appreciate, I don't condone, I don't give the approval for anybody. No man, stay out of girl. You're not going to talk about this no more. There is no beef between me and Nicki Minaj. There will be no disrespect for Nicki Minaj. All right, so there you have it. No beef with Trina and Nicki. Just like I knew. I mean, come on. Trina don't be beefing with other rappers. She's always supportive, mm-hmm. especially of women. All right, well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your Rumor Report. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Charlamagne, who are you giving that donkey to? First of all, I would just like to say I love uh, everybody that we work with in this building because uh, salute to Carolina Bermudez. She just hit me and said, when was Rick Ross here? And I said, this morning. She said, you know, I, you know how I feel about him. How dare you? I support Wingstop. I talk dirty, but my mouth clean. <laughs> okay. My all right, goodness. Carolina. I, I don't even know how to respond to that. All right. Uh, before, after the hour, uh, donkey today is going to Mr. Conor McGregor. Let's talk about the fragile male ego, shall we? We'll discuss. All right. We'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. This don't be a donkey, because right now you want some real donkey It's time for donkey of the day. So if you ever feel I need to be a donkey, man, hit me with the heat. Did she get donkey in the day? Please tell me. Absolutely. I have become donkey of the day. At the Breakfast Club, bitches. You're a donkey. Yes, uh, donkey of the day. For th- no, no, donkey of the day. <clears throat> okay. You all right? Yes, mm-hmm. I am. Donkey of the day for Thursday, August 15th. Goes to the UFC's Conor McGregor. Uh, is it safe to say at this point that Conor McGregor is a terrible human being? Yes. Uh, for years, I didn't know if it was an act, if he was just, you know, Acting a certain way to sell fights, to sell his brand. But nah, I think I think Conor McGregor is really just a trash-ass human. I always say, if you want to see the true character of a person, watch how they treat people who can't do anything for them. That will tell you all you need to know. And this story tells you all you need to know about Conor McGregor. Uh, if you're watching us on Revolt TV, then it will make it easier for me to explain this story. See, TMZ Sports has a video. Hit it, Revolt. No? No video? Okay. All right. There it is. There you it's go. up. There you go. Okay, bong. TMZ Sports has a video showing Conor McGregor in Dublin, Ireland, in a pub called the Marble Arch. Now, Conor walked in and did something uh, 
He did something honorable. Supposed to be nice, yeah. Yeah, he lined up cups for people at the bar, and he asked to buy a round of Proper 12 for everyone. Now, Proper 12 is a whiskey, and it's very important to note that it's a uh, it's an Irish whiskey founded by Conor McGregor himself. All right, the Proper 12 website says Proper 12 pays homage to our founder, Conor McGregor, in his neighborhood of Crumlin, Dublin 12, and embodies their shared spirit of brotherhood, loyalty, and hard work. As Conor says, it is a proper Irish whiskey, and 12 is my hometown. Well, I didn't see no brotherhood in this video because Connor poured a shot for everyone, which is brotherly, and one man opted out. He said, no, nah, I'm good. Now, I know turning down a shot can be considered rude, but what if I don't drink what you drink? Hmm. What if I know my tolerance levels and I've already had enough? What if I've been drinking something else and I don't want to mix my liquor? What if I think proper 12 is nasty and I don't want it? Okay, nobody told you to pour me a shot. If I respectfully decline, give the shot to someone else. Well, that's usually fine uh, until you realize you're dealing with a man with a fragile ego, okay? The male ego is very fragile, all right? And a fragile male ego is an imminent threat to us all. Let me tell you something I learned in therapy. Males may represent themselves as the strongest, hardest, toughest beings alive. Oh, yes, we do. We act like we don't care about a thing. But the reality is the male ego and self-esteem are largely affected by small changes in the environment, okay? Just small changes in our ecosystem, all right? The inability of a man to perform well can irritate the ego. So, add the fact that Conor McGregor hasn't been doing great when it comes to fighting. Uh, he's lost his last couple of fights. Things like that take a mental toll on you. All right? Your mental health is affected by things like that. And it can bring your self-esteem to a halt. And that's what happened to Conor in this pub. Conor is just tired of losing. Conor is tired of being rejected. All right? When you're losing, people are not embracing you like they do when you're winning. So when your ego is already fragile and you experience uh, more rejection, you may react violently. And that's exactly what happened. An old man. I don't know how old he is, but he's old. Look at him. Look at him on the video. Silver hair, wrinkles, probably hasn't had an erection in years. He told Conor McGregor, no, I don't want the shot. And after Conor downed his shot with the other drinkers, he threw a left hand mm. and snuffed the old man who rejected oh his gosh. shot. Old man got to be close to 80 years old. Come on, man. Two people immediately grabbed McGregor after he snuffed his 97-year-old and they pulled him out of the bar. Now... I'm giving Conor McGregor donkey of the day for two reasons. One, punching an old man simply because of Conor's fragile male ego, you know, just because his his ego was hurt, you know. And two, you threw a solid left hand, a sucker punch, a cheap shot after downing a whiskey shot on an old man sitting on a stool. And the old man didn't even flinch. The old man didn't fall off the stool. Nothing. I don't know who Conor McGregor is fighting next. Maybe it's Nate Diaz. Maybe it's Jose Aldo. Maybe a rematch with Khabib, last name I can't pronounce. But whoever he fights is going to whip his ass if that's the kind of sucker-ass weak punches he's throwing, all right? You couldn't knock a drunk old man off a stool with your left hand, and your left hand was supposed to be your most, most notorious punch. Your left hand nowadays is just like your whiskey. It's a weak-ass shot, and that's why the old man didn't want any of it, all right? Please give Conor McGregor the sweet sounds of the Hamiltons. Oh, now you are the donkey of the day. You are the donkey of the day. All right. I'm not even interested in watching him fight. Like, you know how sometimes you want to see bad guys get beat up? Yeah. Like, I don't even care because I've seen him get beat up before. I just... It's not interesting. You're over him. Yes. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey today. Now, mm -hmm. when we come back, ask Yee. 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, hit Yee now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody.
everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. It's time for Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? Hey. Hey, what's your question for Yee? Okay, so me and my, I guess my situation, we've been like on and off for like the past four years. And then at the end of June, we moved out. Can you roll your window up? Or do you have us on Bluetooth? Can you take us on Bluetooth? Yeah, I'm going to put you on the phone. Thank you. So we moved back in, but the reason I moved out because he's like so insecure. Like I have a light bladder for instance, and I can go to the bathroom like three times in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. And he's why I have a whole nother dude inside of the like inside in the, the bathroom. <laughs> yes, I'm gonna tell you. Part of the problem is this: you don't even call him your man; you call him your situation. Yeah, because we we ain't been together for like three months. And, like, I'm trying to try, but now I just... Are you all in or not, though? Because you shouldn't be calling your man your situation. I'm not in at all. Okay, so he has reason to feel insecure. I mean, but I know he's been like this for, like, the past two years. Mm-hmm. So why did you get back together with him if you're not all in? See, because, like, the past couple of years, like, a lot of people in my family has, like, died. And he's been there through, like, a lot of stuff, like... When I was in high school, I had two strokes. I had two seizures. He was there. Mm-hmm. I was in a car accident. I almost died. He was there. Then my mom just died. He was there. Like he always there. But you don't. But you don't want to be with him. He's just convenient for you. I do, but I can't be with somebody who I feel like I'm never good enough for, or who's always saying I'm doing something. Because I feel like if you think I'm doing all of this. You shouldn't be with him. It's a problem that he feels like he's you're not good enough for him or that he feels like he's not good enough for you. He thinks he's not good enough for me. And then I think that has, like, it plays in the fact that how we grew up. Because I grew up with both of my parents in mm-hmm. the household. And his dad been in jail his whole life. And he just got out like a year ago. Right. So, so he's got a lot of other issues that don't even have to do with you. Yes. And I be trying to tell him that. But, like, I can only do so much. That's what your mom should be. Do you let him know how grateful you are for everything he's done for you? Yes. And you show him and you do special things for him so that he feels, like, more secure? I thought I haven't did anything lately, but I used to do. Well, it's terrible when we get in these relationships and we don't do the things that we used to do because that's part of what feeds into his insecurity. Mm -hmm. You know, he's done a lot of things for you. As you've said, you have loyalty to him because he's been there for you as you've been through many things in your life. And now that he feels this way, you need to be there for him as well. And what that means is maybe you need to step it up. See, I have. Like, when we moved back in, like, I made him last night while he was at work. He came home around, like, 2 when he got off. He didn't say nothing to me. He just went in the bathroom, took a shower, and just laid down in the living room. He didn't even get in the bed. Right. It sounds like y'all have uh, more issues that you need to go through because of things that he's experienced in his life that he hasn't really dealt with yet. But I also Mm -hmm. feel like sometimes in these relationships, you yourself said that you haven't been doing the things that you used to do and you haven't been showing your appreciation lately, right? Yes. And sometimes we react by feeling like, well, too bad. Maybe we aren't meant to be together instead of being like, well, what can we do to fix this? Yeah. So you need to be proactive in what you need to do to fix this and being more attentive, more loving to him, reassuring him when he's feeling insecure. A lot of times I feel like we're used to women being insecure, but we don't know how to handle when men are insecure. Yeah. You know, so just like he was there for you, you need to go really hard for your man if you want it to work. And just the fact, like I said, you said... I got back with my situation. Not even I got back with my man who I love, but we have these issues. You're not even expressing how you feel and he's not here. Yeah. So if you really want to make it work, then go hard for your man. Okay.
Okay, thank you. All right, no problem. It'll feel good, and he'll appreciate it, and it'll improve your relationship. Okay. All right, have a good one, Mama. Ask Yee. 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice, hit Yee now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're in the middle of Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? Hello, this is Belle. Hey, Belle, what's your question for Yee? Okay, so my question is, um, I'm 23 years old, and I have a small company of mm-hmm. hair salons within nursing homes. And nowadays, the only way, well, the most popular way to network is via social media. Um, my customers, they don't really use the internet like that. and They're older. It's a nursing home. Out, right. I'm trying to figure out what's the best way to expand my business and um, network to that kind of company, that kind of group of people. Um, I've, in the past five years, I've only, like, opened four, five locations, but mm-hmm. they're very small and it's out in Westchester and I'm trying to just network and, and eventually become a franchise, maybe, you know, spread it throughout New York State and bring it out to Boston or wherever else. Um, it's something that not a lot of people do. So right. I'm just trying to figure out how can I network, how can I expand, um, you know, well, it's definitely a niche audience for you, and I think that's great because you have a very specific thing that you're doing. And I would recommend, like you said, a lot of people who are in nursing homes and not on social media, that might mean hand-to-hand marketing where you have to go and give them flyers, give them discount cards. People love a discount, you know? So right. you said the first time right. you come in, you get, you know, $10 off. Also, mm-hmm. have, a, have some events. You know, I think it's really great that you can have like some mixers where they can come, maybe have a little bit of champagne or, you know, some sparkling wine or whatever. And now they're all located within um, nursing homes. How would I get other, I mean, I guess other management from other nursing homes or even just the family members that have, um, you know, parents that are within these facilities and would like these services? How, like, what do you guys recommend as far as like, networking. I think that you have to go to events where people who manage these places will be at or have some type of connection or affiliation. Also, I would get certified if I were you as a woman and um, are you a, a minority and women-owned business? You can get your certification and then you can yeah, actually... Actually, I remember you uh, mentioned um, MWBE, something yes. like that. I did hear you mention it before, but I'm not too sure what, what that is. I, I just started my business like I mentioned five years ago, mm-hmm. um, but I, I don't really know much about it. Every day I learn something new. I, I would turn 23 I would highly so. recommend you get that because then you'll be able to put in offers on bids in the city and people become rich, like hundreds of millions of dollars off of these bids that you can put in. So when okay. a service is needed, you describe what your service is, when those keywords, when they're looking for somebody to, f- to fulfill that need, then you can put in a bid right. with the city and be able to get that opportunity. Oh, wow. Okay, okay. That's good to know. And I could uh, go online? Just Yeah, you can look that up online because these are services that are available to you for free. Okay, okay. But yes, to expand okay. your business, think about all the resources that you have available to you. Go to all these mixes and events for small business yes. owners. Connect with other people. Maybe there's a situation you can do with a certain brand where you can be an ambassador for some of these hair care yes. products and things like that. Right, right. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. All, all right. right. Good luck. Ask Yee, 800 If you need relationship advice, you can hit her up. Now we got rumors on the way. Yes, we're going to talk about Jay-Z and his deal with the NFL partnership that he has. And he had a press conference, and we'll tell you what was said, and Charlamagne was there as well. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club.
Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Jay Z. It's time. She's spilling the tea. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on the Breakfast Club. Well, Jay-Z and NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell talked about Jay-Z's partnership with the NFL. Mm -hmm. They had a press conference at Rock Nation. Now, some people were critical and some people were supportive of this. If you saw Sean King, he said, if you are baffled by the move that Jay-Z just made with the NFL, then you don't actually listen to his music. He's a proud capitalist. It's the primary theme of his career last year. He dissed people who performed at the Super Bowl, wore a cap jersey. They made him an offer. Jay-Z is what I would call a woke capitalist. Woke describes his capitalism, but let's be clear, he's a capitalist. And what? if a good deal comes along, even if it means working with the NFL at the expense of Colin Kaepernick, he'll make the deal. That's what he just did. If you're, if you're making uh, money in America, you're a capitalist. And when, when, and why why does this deal have to be at the expense of Colin Kaepernick? It's not at the expense of Colin Kaepernick. Now, he also said, that's all he's saying. He said he wouldn't do it. This is Sean Ken speaking, but I'm not Jay-Z. But he also says, I don't think Jay-Z violated a single one of his core principles by making a deal with the NFL while they actively banned Colin Kaepernick from ever playing another game for the rest of his life. Well, let's turn to what happened at this actual press conference. Now, Charlemagne, you were there and you asked Jay-Z a question about Kaepernick not having a job. I asked a bunch of questions. I think the biggest issue people have is they want to know how you could arguably leave on social justice when Kyle Kaepernick, who brought it to the attention of the masses by peacefully protesting against social justice, still out of a job. Yeah, that's a great question. I think that, um, take it back, I think that we forget that Colin's whole thing was to bring attention to social injustice, correct? So, in that case, right, this is the success, right? This is the, the next thing, right? Because there's two parts of the protest. You go outside and you protest, and then the company or the individual say, I hate you. What do we do next? Everybody know, I agree with what you're saying. So, what are we going to do? We should millions and billions of people, or we get stuck on how not having a job. I don't, I don't get it. If you're a black man that plays in the NFL or wants to play in the NFL or makes a living in the NFL, you should be happy you have someone in the NFL that is from your culture and understands your interests in that league, making sure the NFL teams in the league continue to support the programs that are helping our community. I don't get it. Now, Jay-Z talked about uh, how things are past kneeling, and now it's time for some action. I think we passed kneeling. Yeah, I think it's time to go into actionable items. Do you want people to stop with polls? No, I don't want people to stop protesting at all. I think everyone knows what the issue is. You know why we're dealing? That's police totality. Yeah. We all know the issue now, but we're moving on next. And I'm not, again, so to be clear, I'm not minimizing that part of it because that has to happen. That's a necessary part of the process. Everyone's saying, well, how are you going forward if Cap doesn't have a job? This wasn't about him having a job. Mm -hmm. Right, that became part of it. Yeah, he didn't discredit kneeling. At he all. He just said it was a process. Listen, the protests were never about Cap not having a job. They were about police brutality and social justice. If we need to start a protest to get Cap back in the league, then maybe we need to do that. But the original protest to raise awareness to social injustice worked. That's an issue close to a lot of players' hearts, started by Kaepernick. Yeah. And now the league wants to do something about it, and Hove is assisting in that. What's the problem? Yeah, not Sean Carter, not Jay-Z. He does too much for the community. He does too much for us to, to ever think that he would do something against us. Not that guy. Now, NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell, he uh, was asked about whether or not Colin Kaepernick's been blackballed, and his response was that any team can sign him. Yes. Now, Charlamagne told him, him about signing Colin Kaepernick. Would that be a great PR move? And listen to this answer. Mr. This is a great part of 
partnership, but the best PR move the NFL can do right now is to get Colin Kaepernick back in the league. This is Colin Kaepernick. Hey, you're saying. He's right. He's right. That was, that was a lot of big yeah, it was a non-answer. Goodell was tired of uh, Kaepernick questions at that point. Uh, I love Colin Kaepernick, and I would love to see Colin back in the league, but I also like real change and not just symbols of change, and I don't understand why anyone would think Jay is doing this for any reason other than he thinks he can make a real change. Like, like if Hove don't have more cash in the culture, who does? Like, what has he ever shown us to make us think he would remotely sell out. That That's what I just said. Not that guy. <laughs> like, not that guy. All right, now the NFL also has the only video, and they do plan to release that video. Uh, they were, there was only one still photographer that was allowed in that room, so if you haven't seen... A oh, movie, for real? Yeah. A Rock Nation didn't have video? No. Oh, I didn't know that. Where'd you get that audio from? I'm not saying, but I didn't. I, I didn't. I, it wasn't. I mean, they allowed people to, to actually record the audio of the Q and A. Official photographer, right? They ain't gonna keep everything. I was asking Jay Z and um, Goodell in there. Maybe Hove, uh, not Goodell. All right, now mm. Nicki Minaj. You know she's been doing Queen Radio, oh, and now people online are saying they feel like she was shading Cardi B. And Cardi B did make what felt like it could have been a response to what Nicki Minaj had to say about her. So. Just to break it down for you, here is Nicki Minaj talking. Well, actually, this was on Joe Button's podcast. Sorry, not on Queen Radio. Nicki was on Joe Button's podcast. And here's what she had to say about her come up in the game. There were a lot of people who I had never said anything bad about, who I thought we were, you know, I was cool with, that jumped on the, the hate train. And my thing is, when you say things like, oh, well, we're past it. Yes, I'm past it. Praise be to God. I still had to go through these things because of people you. like you who who made a sport out of tearing down a young black woman who's done nothing but come in this game with an authentic come up, writing raps, and doing what the f*** was really actually necessary. No Instagram, no reality shows, no sucking DJ's d Then she went on to talk about these top 50 lists that were circulating and Grammys, and here's what she had to say. I would feel so f crazy if I had number ones and Grammys and ain't on nobody's top 50 list. But you were on the top no, no, 50 no. list. No, no, no. Hold on. I'm not talking about myself. Oh. And, and also, I've seen stuff on the internet about this top 50 thing. Have not once seen anyone say, well, does he have a Grammy? Yet, the Grammys have brainwashed into thinking that the Grammys are about what? Talent. I love you, Nikki. I'm going to be honest. It just seems weird when we go from somebody like Jay-Z, who's actually, like, influencing and impacting real change in, in our culture, way. in our community, and then talk about that whatever Nikki talking about. All right, well, Cardi, about. it feels like, <laughs> gave a response. She posted her, the album chart sales worldwide, and she said, one year and some change later, and my album is still selling. Only list I give a F about. Have a beautiful day, everybody. All right. Now, what was this motorsport incident? Was it like three years ago? They're still talking is about it. Is this from it. three years ago? I love you, Nikki Minaj. I love you, Nikki. Mm -hmm. All right, well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right. All right, well, happy, happy birthday, Nipsey. How happy birthday day to Nipsey Hussle, yes. another brother who was out here really doing things that impacted the culture, man. It, did not, it still does not feel real That's that right. this man is not here. You know what I'm saying? God bless Nipsey Hussle. God bless his family, his spiritual wife, Lauren London, his kids, his brother Black Sam, J-Rock, everybody. Well, let's get on some Nipsey Hussle, start the mix off oh, with some man, Nipsey. Oh, man, let's do it. All right, Revolt, we'll see you tomorrow. Everybody else, the People's Choice mixes up next. Today let's is a great day to catch up on Nipsey Hussle's catalog, by mm -hmm. the way. Mm -hmm. All right, it's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, shout out to Rick Ross for joining us this morning. Salute to Rose, man. I love seeing Ross grow simply because. Always entertaining, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. And I mean, talk. like, you know, I've been, like, I've been doing radio 21 years. So I remember Ross from 
the beginning, beginning. Like, for real, for real. I remember when E-Class told me he had a rapper named Flo Rider who was going to take over the pop charts and a rapper named Rick Ross who was going to take over the streets. And I said, I said, Flo Rider, the big football player looking dude? He going to take over the pop charts? And he, he did. E-Class e did not lie. He definitely they, did. It both happened. Mm -hmm. I booked, we had Rick Ross in Columbia, South Carolina in 2008 at the main event, 1800 Bland Street. Paid him 20 grand. You know what I'm saying? We, we did a party called the White House. Didn't make no money that night, but <laughs> <laughs> bro, bro, broke even. But I just remember the safe being empty at the end of the night. But, you Amen. know, it was a good time. All right. Well, when we come back, positive note, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. You taking pictures, know your angles. Ooh, no, we ain't perfect, but we down close. Ooh, you give me something I can pay for. That's what it's like, loving Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, uh, Charlemagne, you got a positive note? Uh, yeah, man. First of all, I want to say happy born day to Nipsey Hussle. Nipsey Hussle would have been 34 years young today. Um, still don't seem real that he's gone. And the crazy thing is it's only been like four months and some change. But, you know, I just want to leave you all with some words from Nipsey Hussle, uh, courtesy of his spiritual wife, Miss Lauren London. All right. This is the positive note of the day right here. The game is going to test you. Never fold. Stay ten toes down. It's not on you. It's in you. And what's in you, they can't take away. And he's in all of us. Amy is the love of my life. You know what it is. Grief is the final act of love. My heart hears you. I feel you everywhere. I'm so grateful that I had you. I love you beyond this earth. And until we meet again, the marathon continues. Breakfast club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done? That was over. Same time about heat. Uh, uh, put it on. Screw. 